But some people have been on this train for a long time. <laughs> I mean, Sir Mix a lot. <laughs> he, he's not complete. He wasn't confused about it at all. Sir Mix a lot, I guarantee, would come out in favor of whatever her name is. Yumi New. Oh well, okay, Yumi <laughs> New. I, I don't remember anybody's name. This is not Yumi some kind of discrimination. Hi, and welcome to Gen Extemporaneous. This is a podcast where I come up with an idea, I do some research, I grab a bottle of wine, I bring everything to Mark, and he pontificates. Today's episode is going to veer a little off path from our normal research style because we are going to be discussing a couple of current events that have received a lot of press over the last couple of days in May of 2022. The first is Depp versus Heard, a defamation case playing out in the courtroom in Fairfax, Virginia, as well as the court of public opinion, and a magnificent rage quit on Twitter by the Zool of incels, Jordan Peterson, after he faced some backlash for sharing his opinion on the authoritarian nature of Sports Illustrated swimsuit edition. If you're a big fan of the intellectual dark web, guys, we are probably going to offend you, but we're Gen X. We got our sensitivity chips late in life, and we're still learning how to use them. Hi, Mark Snedeker. Hello, Christina LaRusso. So, Mark, we are not going to be doing a researchy project. We are both, well, both. What am I saying? When I say both, I mean me. We are. <laughs> we are both you. <laughs> both of me are. Um, I am in the midst of doing a bunch of research for our upcoming, our next few upcoming episodes. Well, so I'm very excited to hear what those are someday. So we are going to today instead talk about current events. Yeah. Do you remember when you were in school, did they give you weekly current events quizzes in any of your classes? That was senior history. Uh, you know, who's the current vice president of the United States? I'm like, uh, Walter Mondale. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I know, dating myself there. And then they asked, asked you things about whatever, the Panama Canal, whatever's going on at that time, right? Yeah. And it was like 10 questions. Mm -hmm. And so we're only going to ask you two questions today. Yeah, we're going to talk about two things. And that's it. It's yeah, easy. That's it. It's it. So first things first, Depp versus Heard. Yeah, I've I've uh, been following this very slightly, only because it's so distasteful on so many levels. <laughs> but you, I mean, you can't, you can't go anywhere on social media without seeing like clips or maymays, or even live testimony. Like if you're on TikTok, which I know you're not because you're protesting them, yeah. which you know we all respect. I only go to look at Samson's videos. <laughs> That's right. Go, <laughs> go check out Samson, see how the, the one-tooth wonder is doing. But, um, but you can't go very far without running into a live stream of Depp Heard, right? And it's recently just been all Amber up there. She's so odd. <laughs> but, it, I mean, it's a horrible horrible scene on so many levels right clearly both of these people are fuck-ups right they're both bad people on various levels and um it's just awful well okay let's let's first talk just a little bit about the trial itself just to yeah. base us in a little bit of fact it's not a lot everyone i'm pretty much reading what's current on wikipedia yeah right well now. that's i mean but it's as good as anything i guess this is a an ongoing defamation trial taking place in fairfax county virginia right. that began on april 11th 2022 and plaintiff in this case is johnny depp uh, against his ex-wife amber heard also an actress yeah uh he is claiming 50 million dollars and she is counter suing for 100 million dollars of course she is of course she is she's <laughs> amber 
I mean, I know you've been in some stuff. <laughs> you would not have earned a hundred million dollars <laughs> in your entire career. No, she wouldn't. Now Johnny Depp legit could lose fifty million dollars from one movie. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so there's definitely power imbalance there, right? A wealth imbalance. Oh, for sure. But okay, so let me just finish up with this. So they are obviously both film actors. They were married from 2015 to 2017. They got together initially, though, in 2012. So they were yeah. together, what, five years? Ish. Ish. Um, and previously, Heard has accused Johnny Depp of... Uh, domestic violence. Correct. She made this accusation against him. And at some point she wrote an op-ed about being a, a victim, like a standing up for victims of right. abuse because she She's going to do a Me Too yeah. editorial. And right. that didn't go that great. And that, that op-ed was posted in the Washington Post. I which, think just online or maybe was it in the paper too? Um, I don't know. I don't know if it was in the paper or if it was just online. But at any rate, um, she... It was po- it was published by the Washington yep. Post, and they uh, it's he's claiming that this has materially damaged his ability to earn. That's a reasonable assertion. The only defense is is it true or not? Is right? it is it true or not? And he's uh, previously tried to sue for defamation in a UK paper. He lost that case. Yeah, because they said that there was enough evidence that. He had been that he had a bad boy. It. Yeah. Yeah. Bad boy. He's been I a mean, very bad boy. All right. So, I mean, I don't want to go into like the gory details of all of the accusations against right. him or of her, but what, but basically what is happening is they are sort of exposing themselves as people who were probably both abusive I think to so. one another. Yeah. The thing that's come out, unfortunately, and I'll explain why it's unfortunately, is that there is very little doubt that he abused her on some level there is no doubt she abused him 100 on, on lots of levels 100 percent, right? right and that's because she's a very uh unreliable witness she has no credibility no she has obviously lied that hurts her case and i'll make a larger point about that later but i mean look everybody seems to be jumping on the johnny depp bandwagon He's not a great guy. No, he's not. Okay. All right. But so if I'm, if, who do I believe, who do I, I, I believe that they've both done wrong things. Oh, no doubt about it. I, I, if you, if you force me, if you gun in my head, which one do you support? I support him. Yeah. But I mean, I, I, if like, you have to for pick me, a it's, team, it's a very, a very job. weak support. Like, all right, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, of the two, I mean, he's the least distasteful. Yeah, like if Hitler is fighting Nixon, right? I'm like, I guess I'm on Nixon's team, but, you know, I really don't like that team. <laughs> I know, you know right, I mean? right, right. You know, so it's like it's the lesser of two evils. Yeah, and not, yeah. Look, she's just such a incredibly dishonest person, and she comes off very shitty and sneery, you know, and... <laughs> And, and to his credit, I mean, they're both actors, right? Mm-hmm. To his credit, he's a better actor. He's a way better actor. Well, and he came off... Evidenced by his paychecks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he came off as kind of, you know, tolerating the uh, opposing attorney. We'll talk about the attorneys in a minute. Mm-hmm. Tolerating the opposing attorney. Um, he was very relaxed on the stand mm-hmm. for the for at least the parts I saw. Maybe he freaked out somewhere. I don't mm-hmm. know. He, was, he had like some sharp retorts. Oh, yeah. They're like, did you drink that evening? He's like... Yes, I did. And then they're like, you drank a lot that week evening. He goes, were you there? <laughs> you know, like, what's a lot? You know, whatever. You know, Depends on like, what a lot is. <laughs> right? Yeah. So- wow. <laughs> <laughs> Give you a little porky pig action there. Holy That's fucked up. Cow. 
All right. So let me talk to you about one thing though. And, and I, as I said, if you have, if you press me, I'm team Johnny. Knowing that I am team Johnny, I still am looking at this as a bit of a problem. This trial, the way oh, some things absolutely. are, the way some things are playing out, especially, and the the reason that I'm saying this is because I'm I'm starting to see rumbles of it too online. I I've been thinking about it because the memification of this, yeah, has garbage. been outrageous. Now we all think it's funny. I think in some of the cases, you know, you see right. those they see because they're quite clever and they're using yeah. her her words and and making funny. TikToks about it right. and all of the rest. Okay. In spite of the fact that a lot of it is hilarious and everybody is having fun kind of poking fun at it, there is a real cost potentially huge to women who are actually abused. And there's a couple of ways to look at it. First of all, they women, not just women, men, men too, men and women, anybody, any gender, whatever you are, anybody, anybody who is um who is an abused situation might see this and say, my gosh, if I speak out, look at how the, these like famous wealthy people are being treated and how they're you know being mocked. And if I speak out, then what am I going to get? Or they, uh, the fact that Amber now is kind of putting a bad face on things because Absolutely. of all of the lies, it could be now we've worked hard to believe women, believe, believe women, and this is going to take a, a step back. There's I'm no doubt that it's going to hurt the believe women because now they can just go, well, remember Amber Heard? She lied her ass off. Mm -hmm. That happens all the time. Well, yeah. it doesn't happen all the time. No. That's something you should, you know, if you have any kind of sense of nuance or perspective, you're like, you know what? Not every woman that complains is going to be completely sin free. People are complicated. Right. And people who are not great people can still be abused. And they still have a right to, to redress. A hundred percent. I think she was abused. I don't think you're wrong. And I think that even though she's exaggerating or lying in some cases, right? Like that's yeah. wrong to do. Yeah. I don't think that that negates the fact that she was probably, I, I believe that he, she, this is just opinion, but I yeah. believe that he, he at some point did in some way abuse her. I don't think there's any doubt about that. And the only question is, did he only ever strike in, you know, self-defense or whatever? I, I I think that they both are fucked up enough and uh, fond of uh, substances enough that I'm sure there were occasions where he was the instigator. And that it doesn't, just because your wife is a horrible psychopath, which it seems like she is, Yeah, you don't get to hit her, mm -mm. you know? Unless you're physically fighting for your life or your own safety, you don't get to hit her. Unfortunately for her, he's way smarter than her. Mm -hmm. He started recording these conversations where he would... Now, look, if you've done something wrong and the person that you victimized comes up to you and starts asking you leading questions about it, you might want to think, hey, I wonder if I'm being recorded. <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe this could be happening because he has the strongest body of evidence by having those recordings. Yeah. And she don't. There's also a mental health component to this. No doubt. That is interesting. Particularly, there was a psychologist who was on the Depp side who had been hired to assess her mm -hmm. mental well-being. And I think she diagnosed her as a borderline, borderline personality yeah. disorder. Yeah. And with some other comorbidities oh, or no however they talk about it. And, oh, first of all, we also should say 
I'm not a therapist, and oh, I'm, no. I'm not an attorney, so anything right. I say in this has no luckily, legal bearing. Luckily for our audience, I'm both. <laughs> no, no, I'm neither. No, neither. That's the one I am. Yeah, right? yeah you're neither. Whatever. That's not going to stop me from giving my opinion. <laughs> yeah, right. Sure. It's just opinion. But I think what's interesting then is, is where you have to bring in the mental health component and right. how that impacted and the addiction issues, because yeah. there's so much addiction that seems to be in play. Um, the least surprising thing I heard in the entire trial was that Johnny Depp drinks and does drugs. Right? I'm I like, duh. I mean, that <laughs> I mean, just makes uh, sense. Objection, Your Honor. Uh, duh. <laughs> <laughs> there's got to be some kind of, I don't know, discussion. I think that there's going to be about, huh, like, where is the provocation? Is it, I guess just being, I guess maybe just being um, egged on emotionally. Yeah. You can't still go, well, I'm in, I'm self-defending by hitting them. Yeah, you I just mean, have to walk away yeah. from it. So, so for, for me, because as you know, I had actually had some experience with yeah. somebody who had yeah. borderline personality disorder. And I can understand how they manipulate and frustrate you. And it's not intentional. I don't, you know, like they're not, they're trying to defend themselves. Right. And that's the way that they are. They do it, at least in the case with, with the person that I knew. And it's just, I can understand being moved to just like real feelings of like frustration. Absolutely. And, and yeah, so definitely this has set back the Me Too cause. And I think I am want to lay some of the blame on everybody. <laughs> Other than us, obviously, because we're, we're, okay. we're cool and we're woke. But that was, the, everybody has very, I mean, I've seen nothing, almost nothing, but very immature takes on this on this event because look if this is a complicated situation we've already kind of spelled it out a little bit it's like look i'm leaning johnny depp but i still think he's guilty too mm-hmm. right he definitely did some shit and but she and she absolutely did shit and admitted to it while being recorded by his iphone you know and, and unfortunately though the take by the public is you know very extreme Team Johnny, Team Amber. It's always splitting up into groups and everybody wants to take a side. And then when you start talking about it online, the the tendency is to make your position more extreme and strident to mm-hmm. try to make your point. Yeah. And instead of saying, yeah, it's a complicated issue, I think Amber Heard uh, has no credibility, but I also think some shit went down. No, it's like... That bitch got caught lying 25 times. You can't believe a word she says. They're doing body. Oh, uh, body language. Body uh, language. Body language. Yeah, they're like, body you can just tell. Analysis. Well, first of all, she has a very weird habit oh. of always, I mean, so, her lawyer told her, obviously, talk to the jury. Talk to, you must but do. it's just so <laughs> bizarre. One. They're like, are you 34 years old? And she'll look over there and go, yes. <laughs> and then look back at the attorney. It's like, it's dude, so dude, how about look occasionally over at the of the jury right now they're they're just zoning that out they're like why does this chick keep looking at us yeah. do i have something in my teeth yeah you know? well i was reading something where they said that she should have been coached to try and get eye contact with the jury and um they said i, I saw an analysis that said most of the time the jury isn't looking at her even though she's desperately yeah. trying to give right. eye contact but at one point she was saying something and they all like all snapped because she probably too. said something particularly crazy well so she's been very you know you're right she's been extremely problematic and the memes and stuff have been they're all problematic i know that you feel like she's potentially i wouldn't say she for sure well, has like said not it for that. us right it's not like we're gonna go next time like well remember amber heard and there's nobody that has made been made happier by this trial than those dumbass 
men's rights activists. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hundred percent. Now, it is a legitimate issue, though, on the Depp side, right? Mm-hmm. Because there, there is a point to be made there, which is men can be abused, right? They can be physically abused. Yeah. And he clearly was. Mm-hmm. We're not saying, you know, he probably also abused, you know, the other side too, but it's, and, and she made a big point about it. Like, oh yeah, what are you going to do? Go to the press right. and tell, tell him that, that Johnny Depp, was- Captain Jack Sparrow got beat up by a girl. <laughs> well, this, you're paraphrasing <laughs> A <there>. bit. <laughs> That's how I would have put it. <laughs> All right. But that, okay, so, so on the Me Too side, it is complex because there's the, the, the fact that he's a male victim. Yes. And then the fact that she's also a victim or one or the other. One may be lying and the, the one that is that seems to I'm be I'm comfortable lying saying be, at least on some on level they're both victims. <laughs> right. They are. But where it does the most damage is to women because we Absolutely. work very, very hard to get believe women. Okay. So, so there's that aspect of it. But then I want to talk about the aspect where it could potentially cause someone who is in an abusive situation to not report. Absolutely. Because look how much shit she has taken. I mean, people think she's doing coke on the stand, which <laughs> by the way, kind of looked like you were doing coke on the stand. I mean, I don't know that she was. That would uh-huh. be a very bizarre choice all right let's get back to the point though which is that the people who may be in abusive situations seeing how she's being mocked will might say i I don't want to report and and it would be hard to blame them it's right so i'm looking at an article here by calhan rosenblatt for nbc news and she she i actually have been thinking about this and then i came across this article and She says, I can't imagine what this might be doing to someone who may eventually want to seek safety and support. Whether it's Amber Heard or Johnny Depp, how dare us make fun and make light of someone who is sharing something very personal, no matter how we feel about that person. Yeah, that's not realistic, though. I mean, I know it's not realistic to say people shouldn't make fun of them, but I think that it it should be incumbent on the person who is going to make fun of them to think is this tasteful is this this, would this potentially hinder someone who really does need help to get help oh it definitely will i mean there's no doubt in my mind that it somebody is going to be affected in that way and again as a nation we're not very good with nuance Mm -mm. the believe women movement philosophy whatever it is Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that everything they say is taken as fact what it means is take their charges seriously Mm -hmm. and then they're investigated in the way they're supposed to and then they're subject to Mm cross-examination and evidentiary claims etc and it is possible Ah, you bring up a good point yeah that's that's how that's how it works is that yes believe women women in the sense that it's very rare for a woman to make up something like this and put Mm -hmm. themselves through it but that just and you can't just go well now we can't believe women yes you can in the sense that you take their claims seriously. You don't do what was done in decades past, which was, you know, go home to your husband, you know, you just had a little spat, you know, work it out, maybe do the dishes, you know, whatever. Make, make something nice for dinner, which is how we treated it in the 50s and 60s, you know. Right, you know, right. put some makeup over your eye, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Right. Tell somebody you fell into the door. Yeah. And by the way, people were falling into the doors left and right back then. God. They need to look at the engineering on those doors. <laughs> Why do, you, why do you have you such dangerous there. doors? There was one time where I actually did run <laughs> Nobody's into a gonna door. Nobody's going to believe you. And I thought to myself, oh my God, I hope I don't get a bruise because yeah. then some, I'll say, well, I ran into a door and, and they'll be like, like, 
Oh, okay. We're we're calling nine one one. You know, oh god, it would just be like Bill Murray stealing your French fries. I know. No, no one, one will, will ever believe you. That's right, and they and that's good, right? It's good that that people would question stuff like that these days. Oh, absolutely. Okay, so yeah, so that is one of my my concerns, but I think that you're not wrong. When you it say, happens occasionally. Yeah, when you say it's not really that we believe them, believe them full stop. Right. Really, what it is is you know, like believe, take it seriously. Yeah, yeah. Believe that they are here for a reason, and until proven otherwise, right. Take it seriously. If someone comes up to the police station and go, "Hey, my car got stolen." They're not going to go, oh, was it really, though? <laughs> yeah. You know, they're going to oh, go, oh, okay. let's look for this fucking car. They probably still won't find it. But, you know, take it seriously. You test the evidence. You cross-examine the witness. Mm-hmm. You see what looks credible, what doesn't. I mean, you and I have been able to watch, you know, not even that much of it and come to some determination that some of the things she's saying are probably more or less correct. But unfortunately for her, she has a lot of things working against her. She's not Johnny Depp. She's not very likable. She's very unlikable. She does not come off as credible in any way. Her lawyer does not come off as competent or prepared. (laughs) She got objected to like 30 times in a row, leading. She's like, Your Honor, I'm trying to. She's like, "Uh, sustain. Just move on. Ask something else. You know? And I think, is her name Camille? Camille is, yeah. She is roasting this other lawyer. Like, it's like Camille went to Harvard and the other lawyer went to, you know, Christopher Newport College, (laughs) you know. But Amber maybe could have made a better choice of attorneys. What I wonder is if they will, if they at some point. Ineffectual counsel? Yeah, ineffectual counsel. And I think that they're allowing for that to probably happen at this point because, wow. Like, if I was Camille, maybe I'd ease off a little bit just so, (laughs) like, I think I'm already winning maybe don't make her look super incompetent no i did watch quite a bit of her testimony yesterday and hadn't watched a ton but i watched i i did watch her testimony wait oh i know i watched a recap of it i wasn't watching it live i watched a recap of it and then i had seen where people were saying god she got roasted she got roasted so i watched a bunch of it and i thought to myself yeah but if you if you have an effective attorney on redirect they're gonna clear that establish those points where you look stupid yeah not even i mean some of the ones where she looked really bad there's no no rehabilitating that yeah but there's there are some places where like the depth's attorney was asking questions and she acted like uh she really got her with that point and i and i thought "Mm, not really though because you could you could come back and say what i meant was like she she'd show She'd show a picture. I think this is what I saw. They they showed a picture that Amber had shared of Johnny passed out. And he was he he they keep trying to say you take pictures of him while he's sleeping and she's saying no when he's passed out. They showed one where Johnny Depp was laying with his head inside of like an end table next to a bed on the floor. Those you can know, be surprisingly comfortable. Who sleeps that where's he drunk you're people take a nap like that? Yeah. No, he but, passed but out. But if I'm Johnny Depp's lawyer, I go, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, America. Here's the least surprising thing that you'll learn in this entire trial. Johnny Depp likes a drink. No, and he was straight up about that, like, yeah, too. Yeah, I was drunk. Yeah, but but he, I did see him, I did see one of his testimonies, too, where he said, well, it was like I was, t- I'm an older person now. I take these naps. And it's like, okay. <laughs> in, my, in my end table. <laughs> in my end table. Sometimes I'll just crawl up, curl up in a kitchen cabinet, you know, whatever. <laughs> I'll sleep on my cooktop. <laughs> 
It's nice and warm. It's, it is. It's kind of toasty. Just turn oh, it up. T- turn the warming zone up. You know. Yeah. I. So I don't. Because he's fancy and he has a warming zone. Yeah, I'm sure. Um. So. So yeah, I think that. Um, I, I, she's, she heard attorneys seem pretty problematic. And I think that some of the places where people are jumping up and down with pitchforks on Twitter and going, ah, you really burned her. Yeah. If he had, if she had a good attorney. Right. To their credit, she's a difficult client. She is. Did you see yesterday? She just stormed out of the court yeah, like, before anyone girl, you, dismissed can't, her. You can't do that. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. <laughs> but it's a very interesting kind of cultural touch point because yeah. you're just i just well it's just seeing, to me it's just colossally disappointing and then um i was reading an art another article where uh this author just jessica lucas she's hopefully she's agreeing to come and um be interviewed by me on yeah. on um the podcast but she wrote an article about this subject about youtube attorneys who are cashing in on this by doing analysis oh on yeah youtube i I watched the I watched these uh, TikTok guys, Harvard lawyers. Mm-hmm. The husband's like six foot nine, and his wife is like five foot nothing. So it yeah. makes for like a funny video. But they're both, you know, they're Harvard lawyers, yeah. right? And they'll they're they're making a mint, I'm sure, mm-hmm. on commenting on this trial and that but that's nothing new ever since the oj simpson trial that has been the case oh no of course i mean the trials throughout the century have been right but especially when they've been started to be televised Well, they're televised and and they bring on you know some ancient trial attorney or whatever they'll bring him on and he'll say well back my day (laughs) yeah 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 well i feel like um ultimately for me this this whole thing is just a very strange social media it's been turned into experience. a sport. It has been. A, it is a sport. And then it's also, you know, then you've got to move like capitalism in there somehow, like the gig economy. And you know what the worst thing is, is that all these social media people are rushing to their microphones and Including making podcasts us. about it. <laughs> but we don't monetize this podcast. This uh, is just us talking about it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. We're not getting a nickel no, for this one. So so it is. I mean, it is what is happening. And of course, I am in it and I am observing it. Yeah, and it's, it's absolutely. wild. But at least we have, at least we're trying to give a nuanced take of yeah, I the hope situation. So. Yeah. So I, but what I will, my bottom line of this is that fucking these, these people are such entitled. This oh, is like such a fucking are. first yeah. world problem. And yeah. if you look at the, the, I heard some testimony. Well, when you arrived on Johnny's Island. Yeah. So like, <laughs> and I'm like, what? Said no it, one in my socioeconomic group ever. <laughs> I mean, not even two or three. I mean, I've been on an island. <laughs> But I do not have an island. I do not have any friends that have... Even my rich friends don't have islands. (laughs) It's so crazy. It's so absurd. But So it's just a little bit much for me. I just kind of go... By the way, if I was a rich person, given uh, the recent history of the last decade, I might sell my island. Not good, right? Because yeah. Epstein had an island. Yeah, he sure did. The Bronfmans had an island yeah, as well. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay, so let's pivot because we have another one Ka-cha. to talk about. I'm ready. Oh, this guy doesn't... Oh. This will be less nuanced. This is good. <laughs> there's no nuance in this. Um, so we have, in the past, talked about several uh, intellectual dark web members. Right. We did Joe Rogan. We did Sam Harris. Sam Harris. We did... Did we talk about Seth... 
douchebag or what's his name no no we didn't i think those are the two that we did and we have been wanting to do an episode and we will do an episode now coming up on jordan peterson more in depth yeah. um because there's this crazy documentary about him that i want to watch and then oh. comment on Ooh, with you yes, yes. it's so yes. weird that's got, i mean given how now is that the one we watched before did, did you we watch that before we're like we're walking through his house he's yes, got his wiggity whack paintings yeah yeah yeah. 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 We yeah. did watch it. I'll have to watch it we and refresh, refresh my memory, but he doesn't have, he's not playing with a full bag of marbles, I don't think. Well, he was in the news this week for his stupidity on Twitter. Yeah. He made a tweet about the plus size cover model for the Sports Illustrated famous swimsuit edition. Correct. Which I'm shocked they still even put out. <laughs> I know. I know. Right? Like, <laughs> like is, are people going to SI.com now and like to look at the cover model? I know. I don't know. It's, they're here for body diversity, which I think right, is which great. Which is good. Yeah. You know, people need to be represented. All right. So Jordan Peterson tweeted at them or about them retweeted and said sorry not beautiful and no amount of authoritarian tolerance is going to change that all right so jordan peterson is was whatever a professor of psychology mm -hmm. he, he was brilliant to me i really enjoyed his yeah. psychology lectures which is how i came into contact with him right. initially but at a certain point he has gone off the rails. off the rails he got some notoriety or something when he decided to take a stand against the, his university telling him all professors must use a student's preferred pronoun right which is not an unreasonable request right no. it's just a matter of, of respect like i bet you they would also say you cannot call your students uh dirty little fuckers <laughs> right <laughs> like Mr. dr peterson we have to insist that you not call your student your students dirty little fuckers <laughs> in every lecture because we're trying to sell university <laughs> services here sir and now, is that a violation of his freedom of speech? No, it's <laughs> no, not. Right. They're just asking you not to be a dick. But he's aligning it to freedom of speech. And I understand his argument, but I disagree with his application of it's it. It's not hard right? to it's understand not, his it, argument. No. It's just he's wrong. Uh, right. And so he uh, so he thinks that, you know, that's the beginning of the slippery slope into socialism. And Whatever. Then, I yeah. mean, you but know, obviously communism. He got a lot of attention mm -hmm. from the incel loser red pill community M M M uh, mra men right men's rights activists uh he got a lot of attention for that and he liked it so he started saying more dumb shit <laughs> that would attract those people and it's built up his social media following yeah right and he gets you know he gets speaking fees now that he would never have gotten i'm sure as a as just a professor of psychology yeah. He got seduced by that, and now that's who he is. He writes self-help books for disaffected young incels yeah. trying to climb out of their parents' it's basements. It's like, all you have to do is just clean your room. <laughs> all right, well, I'm not saying cleaning your room is well, bad. He had he started out with 12 rules for life. Now, the, and they the were rules, stupid rules. Well, no, they're not that bad. Like, clean your room is not a bad bit of advice. It's not a. it's not good life advice. No, but he does. I mean, the books in and of themselves are not, like, terrible, but... But this guy also advocates for things like enforced monogamy. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's said, which is exactly what the, the incels want to hear. Right, he's on the record saying that uh, that it, it would solve a lot of these mass shootings that occur. If they just got laid. <laughs> yeah, and if they just you know they were had a girlfriend. People, yeah, had they had access to a, a partner. Yeah, see, the, that's that's a cause and effect mistake there. Yeah, the the it's not that. These guys didn't have a girlfriend. That caused them to be 
terrible people. Right. They're terrible people. That's why they don't have a girlfriend. Right. Yeah. And they might not all be terrible people, but they... they no, I meant like the mass shooter people. Oh, I think, oh, I think oh, we can agree oh. they're all universally pretty terrible. Oh, no, those guys are all terrible. Yeah, sorry, yeah. I misunderstood. <laughs> you don't want to come out on that side no, of the argument. No, I thought you were talking about <laughs> all like incels. incels. No. Yeah, yeah. No, just most of them. <laughs> no, they are. You're right. Terrible people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't just give a terrible person a girlfriend and now he won't be terrible no. anymore. You now know? he'll, he'll just probably be terrible. Ha- now with he has a, a victim. Yeah, now he has a victim yeah. close at hand. Yeah. And by the way, she's required to be there by law. Right. What could possibly go wrong? Idiotic. Peterson has also been very misogynistic. He has some weird beliefs around <laughs> how to eat. He eats only meat and salt. I don't know. It's uh, like whatever. some, some bizarre a, diet. A His brief addiction problem. He did to benzos. And, and uh, I mean, that's a, a shame. But then he went through like withdrawal and had to end up, I don't know, went to Russia, got sick, got the COVID, was in a coma. Came out swinging and I mean, he has back a, he's had an circuit. interesting few years. Let's not. He really like, has. So let's say that. So he's he's very problematic, and he does have this kind of strange following. So let's talk about what authoritarian tolerance means, because that's what he said in his. Oh yeah. So he's he's afraid now that in the same way that he was being required to call his students by their preferred p- pronouns, mm-hmm. that now there's going to be. This tolerance police that that requires us to accept people as beautiful that we don't find as beautiful we don't find beautiful mm-hmm. right which is super not ever going to happen <laughs> no. right nobody's requiring that you be attracted to, to someone guess what there are billions of people on this planet I am not attracted to at no point do I feel like I really need to go up there and tell them that right <laughs> right because that's just being a dick people are like well I'm just telling the truth. That doesn't matter. <laughs> right. That's not a defense against being a douchebag. And so so this uh, model, Yumi New, is uh, she's a plus-size model. She's uh, at least part Asian. And one thing Jordan Pe- Peterson should recognize is, regardless of whether you think she's attractive or not, she's out of your league. <laughs> like, you could not pull her. I mean, have you looked in a mirror lately, Jordan? Jordan Peterson. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, you kind of look like the Crypt Keeper, right? <laughs> And whether I find her attractive or not is irrelevant. No. You know, she's a professional model. She's earned her place there. There's no government requirement saying, well, you got to have 10% plus size models or whatever. No. They just decided that the consumer culture is ready for that. Ah, now see, there is where I want to stop because- Go. As much as I understand, I, making a magazine cover authoritarian is so bizarre to me. I can't. Well, that's stupid, of course. But I think he, he may be right about is not that he's right in any way about mocking that woman or any of that. I'm listening very carefully here. <laughs> he is he is not wrong that media is extremely powerful in shaping because you just said you made a statement about oh well you're never going to be able to change what i think is attractive now that might be true within an individual lifespan right but you can definitely but shape you can cultural shape, you, you preferences can, you can you you can if you look throughout time see how tastes have changed over time and in fact if we actually look at just at the way we you know what we thought was attractive in the 80s is not what we would find attractive you're right now. yeah and and not just 
not just fashion and hairstyles, but body types. Yeah, but I think that it's interesting how he he said, okay, it's this authoritarian thing that's happening. That yeah. They're forcing everyone to, consumers to consume something yeah. and then therefore change beauty beauty standards or whatever. I agree. Styles change. And so what beca- what is attractive in one era is maybe not as right. attractive in the next era. Like, I don't remember any time in the 80s mm-hmm. where anybody said as a compliment that that girl's got a fat ass, no, right? But now that's one of the nicest things you can say about somebody. <laughs> like you could go up the level of objectification. Uh, yeah, I, well, of course. I mean, but we're talking about physical attractiveness. That's yeah. what it is. No, but the problem that I see with this is is that he it's turning this into another cultural cultural war. thing that is played out on the battleground of the female body. And we we did it right here. We're talking about well, a compliment then for a woman might have been one thing, and a compliment that wait a minute, we're still objectifying these women. Everything you just said is all about objectification. Sports and Illustrated I, is not the Economist. No, I <laughs> get that. I get that. But I'm just it's interesting to me that here again, this man's issue is now is playing out on a woman's body that's that's my my big point okay now let's say also the other thing that he did he made this tweet (laughs) what a fucking idiot (laughs) and here he is and i was joking around on twitter about this and we were coming up with a name for him like a title we came up with somebody said king of incels which i think was pretty funny but then someone said but isn't there something that'd be slightly lower (laughs) (laughs) you you came up with the The zool zool of incels i think that might even be a little too high for him so I came up with uh, re- assistant regional man- manager of incels. <laughs> I said assistant to the regional oh, that's manager. Right. Yes, exactly. So, um, yeah, so that was embarrassing. So he's meant to be this like, here's how to be, behave like a real man. Clean your room. And when you get a little pushback on Twitter. Quit like a baby. <laughs> You are not an airplane. You do not need to announce your arrivals and departure from Twitter. <laughs> yep, okay. yep, yep. That's a funny meme. I see that all the time yeah. on forums. So, I mean, and, and I always try to give people this advice when, you know, we're involved in a share, fair share of drama on the internet from time to time. Mm-hmm. And people are like, I'm leaving. I'm like, first of all, never announce you're leaving. Because if you announce you're leaving, I know for rock solid certitude that you're coming back. <laughs> Right? Because if you were really leaving, you just leave. Yeah. You just leave. And I know for a fact you're coming back because you made a big deal about getting attention for the fact that you're leaving and you want them to Willy Wonka you. Yeah. Right? Oh, no, please don't. Stop. Come back. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but, and he like said something dumb like, I told my assist, all my social media assistants to take my passwords away from me. <laughs> what are you, a fucking child? He has no self-control. That's the point. That's the whole point is yeah. that he he's supposed to be this guy that's teaching these young men who are searching for a father figure. Yeah, crises, he, crises of meaning. And, and he is 100% not demonstrating no. how to be a forthright human no, being he, not by his original tweet nor by his response when he got pushed back yeah so he he was an a-hole first of all he didn't understand that just because you think it doesn't mean you say it right yeah. so he was an a-hole there and then he was a, a moron to announce well he was a baby mm-hmm. to announce that he was leaving yep. also a moron for announcing mm-hmm. he's leaving and then like an hour later he posts something I know. It's like, bro do you know how to hit the log out button You're clearly cool. not You're and you cool. just end up looking like a clown he'll be rehabilitated though you well, know because how? his followers are not that sharp some of his followers clap back at him some well, of his his own boys said hey i really love your work i'm really in it, but you're missing the point here yeah and 
a couple said, hey, man, you know, that that looks like my wife. And yeah, she is attractive to me. Right. So shut up. Yeah. Jordan like, Peterson. Come on, Jordan Peterson. Tighten up. <laughs> but yeah, so it was uh, so it's a very interesting situation. And I just the problem with Jordan Peterson is that just one. <laughs> well, is is precisely that there are young men who are in for some reason and whatever that reason may be and i'd be interested to know if you have any thoughts on that but what the you know these young men who are just disaffected yeah uh, and maybe that is their existential crisis right um but why why they chose him as like their standard bearer mm -hmm. because he's got credentials so they're all kind of you know crackpots, and then their position, which they want to maintain, because they always try. These guys try to use science to justify their position, mm -hmm. right? They're always talking about evolution, and genetics, and instincts, and all these things to try to justify their shitty little lives. Mm -hmm. And so they found this guy who's got a PhD, and they're like, "Yeah, he can explain to people why we why we're right." Yeah. Right. And why yeah. we should be given government issued wives. Yeah. ASAP. But um, why do we have this big puddle of guys who are looking for where, like, you why always, are they? You always have a puddle of guys. There have always been certain segments of each gender, mm -hmm. you know, every corner of the social you know, structure where they just aren't making personal connections, you know, and they're going to live their life however they live it. And it's sad, right? I mean, it is sad that people don't have interpersonal relationships. The difference is now it's being weaponized, well, which is weird. Okay. Here's my, here's my thought on this though. Really what I was trying to get at is the idea that there's this puddle of guys who, regardless of their marital status or whether or not they're able to get a date, that some of them are. So let's just say there's this puddle of guys who who he appeals to. Why do they have what's missing in their lives that he, that he and I'm not talking about a relationship. Yeah. I'm just like what's missing? What what is in what is it that's causing them? Is it is it an existential crisis? I think so. I is think, it a fear of because they're largely white men? Yeah, I think it's it's feelings of isolation, especially in the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. Right. Where isolation has been a, you know, uh, just kind of the status quo. Right. Uh -huh. Everybody's more isolated now. So, I mean, it's very I mean, you can find social connections online and that's good, but they're not really a great or at least not a perfect substitute for in-person interpersonal relationships. Correct. Uh, so I think that contributes to it. Mm -hmm. Wealth disparity yeah. tr triggers it. How much the, do you think like uh, replacement theory comes into it? To be like young white men, to be worried like where is my place going to be? They're afraid that uh, immigrants and people of color, yeah. if, if they're reproducing at a higher rate, they're going to replace white people, mm -hmm. right? And the answer to that is who cares? Just be, you know, just be a person. And if you are afraid of that, then you should be even more in favor of securing individual rights through legislation so that it won't matter mm -hmm. whether you're, you know, 40, 50 percent of the population or eight. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it just won't matter. But instead of that, because they're so paranoid that there's this giant conspiracy against them, they think it's this plan that the Democrats or the libs or whoever they're angry at at the time have to change the electorate, for one thing, mm -hmm. but just to change the ethnic composition of the United States. That's what I mean, though, that yeah. this leaves these people feeling 
maybe like yeah. I, I'm I have nothing like like my place in the world is getting smaller and smaller and it's smaller. It's racism. And I, am, I yes, it is. Yes, it's it is. just racism. But I'm I mean I think that must be a component of it. Then, but I'm talking about what is the root of that? White nationalism. Yes. Oh, yes. It is their their vision, their picture of the United States is inextricably bound to white dominance. I mean, people try to downplay the amount of racism that is in our culture, but there's a lot of it. Yeah. There's oh, a no. a lot of it. There really is. And I agree with you completely, obviously. And I do think that that is also a component of what's going on with Peterson. Uh, certainly. I mean, I, if you, I mean, if you get to get, if you go to a Jordan. Homophobic oh, and homophobic. Yeah. If you go to a Jordan Peterson conference, <laughs> if such a thing exists, I'm sure there does. Oh, well, he, got, he gives speeches. He gives yeah. talks. You know what that audience looks like. Yeah. Uh, it ain't diverse. You know, I know that there are some people that really find interesting and helpful things, like in his hel- his self help book, and really they're innocuous enough. The the rules, and that's fine. Except that I don't really trust people not to get sucked in by no, anything. no. But there are there are people. If if everybody could approach that critically and sort of go, okay, that's good that's not so good if you knew that everybody could approach it critically but not everybody can yeah so he made an ass of himself and that was kind of enjoyable to be it able was. to see that those were some of some memes that i was really enjoying of course because he's not a sympathetic character to us at all Mm-mm, right and there's not really a lot of nuance with this one and you know good i agree Fuck that guy bad Jordan Peterson is yeah, bad. Is yeah, bad. we're gonna do a we're gonna do an episode on that that documentary because he's such a weird dude. He is strange, and it you really know what? Strangeness is. in and of itself isn't evil, but he's strange to the extreme, and he has some really wrongheaded ideas, or at least pretends to. I don't even know if he believes half the shit. I he don't says. know. I don't know. Wouldn't that be a cool experiment that he's been running on everybody if he no. actually <laughs> means the opposite of everything right. he says? No, I think I think that is less likely than he has just figured out what works. He gets money. He gets. Of course. I mean, he, of course he he's monetizes got, he, everything. Yeah, he's got he's got his YouTube is monetized, his speeches, etc. Okay, so well, that was an interesting conversation, Mark. So let's talk about social media. We have a Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Gen X Temporaneous. We have Twitter. I'm at Serious Produce. Mark is at Mark Eats Peach. We have a Facebook group, which is at Gen X Temporaneous. Thank you very much for coming and listening to us each week. We really do appreciate it. And we if you do like do. us, please share us with a friend. And uh, peace out, Cub Scouts. Okay, bye. Wow. I'm drinking my wine. Everything's fine. And I just lean back in this shitty fucking 1975 chair and the whole back of it falls off <laughs> and the legs collapse <laughs> from under me and I'm on my back on the floor in this little wine shop in the airport. So, of course, about a thousand people saw me. <laughs> like, right? Like a thousand people. There were like four people that did come now, over. first of all, I would like to generate a little sympathy. Imagine if you had fallen. Well, if I had fallen? Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 you would have done nothing. Well, you, that's right, because that's I've, what I'm instructed to do. I didn't do anything. I know, you I, definitely I, didn't. I, You're I like, looked no. over at you, okay? <laughs> doesn't seem like he's dead. <laughs> Go back to my wine. I not understand, honestly, what, <laughs> what, what had happened. I was like, it was a fairly it? slow collapse, because like it was... <laughs> It was structurally compromised, and it just started kind of creaking backwards. I'm like, fuck, this isn't going to go well at all. 